Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Trending Night Geist. I'm Jack O'Brien. That's Miles Gray. Miles, let's get into what is trending right now. Um, uh, yeah. Attack the Block is trending uh, because I think a, a lot of people... Moses will save us? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are are finding out that that dude from Star Wars was in a much better movie and they're finding that out because John Boyega is getting up and just speaking from his heart and yeah his heart is telling him to say fuck Hollywood and fuck Disney and I couldn't respect that anymore and I think people in general yeah. probably couldn't I think we're past that stage now where like, thank God, I don't know why this was a stage where speaking out very, you know, emphatically against uh, racism and white supremacy and calling it out wasn't a, you know, a fucking career ending move. Yeah, uh, because I see a lot of I'm seeing I'm seeing some, but I am seeing other celebrities sort of like retweet this kind of video in solidarity being like uh, showrunners, directors, writers, please tell people that you will absolutely have space for john boyega to continue working yeah like no matter what you know because of this uh but i don't know i mean this is this is what's going on it's just everyone's nerves are raw and for black people across the globe living somewhere uh in a country where they are not the racial majority it's it you know like you see tears in the in the eyes of these uk black lives matter protesters too and they might not be black American, but the experience, the shared experience is there and they see the same things everybody does. And yeah. I think that's the one thing is like, well, shit, this does seem like a sincere response to that is because you see all 50 states are having problems yeah, uh, in response to these killings. I mean, white supremacy so thoroughly pervades uh, all, all the culture that America makes that, you know, that our corporations control, like the... It's been brought up a number of times that John Boyega was erased from the poster for Star Wars in China, but that's there's way more subtle forms of white supremacy just in the scripts, in the movies themselves. Yeah. That, anyways, Attack the Block is a dope movie, so people should check that out. <laughs> One of the great debuts for an actor. Well, oh. I'm pretty sure that was John Boyega's debut. Yeah. And I was like, Moses, go! <laughs> so dope in that movie i went to the theater i don't go to the theater that much but i remember i was like this has everything that i like aliens in london and like black kids yes let's go what do we got Mm. bunker boy is trending (laughs) (laughs) not that whole thing maybe those words but uh just bunker boy bunker bitch uh bunk any bunker baby there's Man, there was there was a thing where some of the press that were tra- traveling in the presidential motorcade, like through DC, they're like, "Here's some of the things that Trump was seeing out of his window." Because they were like, "I'm I'm on the same path, and I'm just taking photos out my car." And it's like all these people giving the cars the finger. There was a huge bunker bitch banner. That's amazing. Uh, that was out there. So for people who don't, I mean, I I don't blame you for not keeping up with a lot of the minutia of what's going on, but. The there are peaceful protesters that were tear gassed outside of the White House. Peaceful protesters peaceful. who were not doing anything except for peacefully protesting. Like even the media, uh, who has been terrible at reporting on like how abusive the police are being to towards peaceful protesters. Like you even hear the 
people who are present, like from CNN and like the local news are like, this was a like not mostly, not predominantly, 100% peaceful protest. And they are currently gassing us and hitting us with rubber bullets and like it, as it's happening. Um, yeah. And then the the reason was so that Trump could get his photo op in front of the church and hold up a, a Bible. Nobody has ever held... I think it was upside down. It was... He was holding it like a fish he just caught, like for the camera, yeah. like he was holding it out in front of him. Uh, nobody has ever, like, I didn't know it was possible to that fully embody uh, the physical act of having never held a Bible before, but he <laughs> he nailed it so hard and so thoroughly. Yeah. It was truly yeah. amazing. and <laughs> And also a priest was gassed. Yeah, trying to get out of guest, there. Of course, that's how that's how awful this whole thing was, and everyone's like, "What the what the, was the point of that?" Come to find out, he was all in his feelings because of the bunker boy stories and people coming after him because of his frail sense of masculinity. Like so, uh, prior to that, there are reports that the president had to go to the secured bunker in the White House because she was like, I don't know, the Secret Service thought it was getting hot. Mm-hmm. So then everyone was like, "Wow, this guy's hiding." Then the media just was like. Trump whisked away to a bunker like a mid protest. Mm. And the headlines made it seem like whatever it is, Trump got so scared that a bunch of Americans who are also actually happened to be white too were also angry at him that he got so scared he had to go into a secured bunker. Yeah. Well, he was like, okay, I'm scared. Watch this. I'm gonna fucking reassert my dominance on the on on Pennsylvania Avenue or Lafayette Park and chase y'all out of here. And I'll take a photo because I'm not scared. But the thing was, now he's even arguing why he went to the bunker. Yeah, dude, he was, he on, was just think, checking to make sure it was clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went on Brian Kilmeade's radio show, and he's like, it was a false report. I wasn't down. Uh, then he said, I went down during the day, and I was there for a tiny little short period of time, and it was much more for an inspection. There was no problem during the day. Uh-huh. Because the one of That's the a, top is, yeah. duties of the president is t- inspector of uh bunkers. He he yep. has to inspect his own facilities. Well, and then when you when you press him on that, his answer would then be cuz they're like, "Oh, so why did you have to go down there?" quote, "This is what the president said to kill said to kill me." They said it would be a good time to go down, take a look because maybe sometime you're going to need it. Mm. Mhm. I can't even It's fuck this guy, man. Just, yeah. just resign. I mean, I don't even. What's the point of even saying that? Because no one's gonna hear. It, you don't care. But my God, you've absolutely taken the biggest. You've been taking the biggest L after L in terms of your inability to lead and only to exacerbate the problems of this country. But I mean, I. Th- he's as as he's doing these, you know, comical things. I think he's also, you know, his instincts are good when it comes to authoritarianism and how yeah. to push America towards fascism. And he is using this to, you know, declare martial law, call call in active duty military to try and use them on his own citizens uh, to the point that the Pentagon, uh, again, who is like usually the one who's like, let us, let us bomb, please, please, we want to do the bomb, yeah. is having to be like, no, we're not... We're not using the army to attack our people. Uh, Whoops. 
it's really like I mean it, it's wild that I I happened to be reading this book about uh the death of democracy in Germany and like the Reichstag fires but it's literally like I'm reading the playbook that Trump read uh because everything that the Nazis did to consolidate power is exactly what what is going on what Trump is saying what Trump is doing Jelani Cobb uh, from the New Yorker tweeted, like, you know, if you think he is peacefully leaving office, you are out of your mind. And there, there's this article in the, in the Nation that does a really good job of just, like, I think the title is, the question isn't whether Trump will go full authoritarian, it's how we'll respond. Like, once he has fully aligned himself with a authoritarian police state and an authoritarian police force in all of America's cities like that's he's most of the way there like that's that's where we are and like that's what's that's what like when you look at the behavior of the police like they feel they clearly feel empowered to to do the thing to to be full stormtroopers to just you know, do drive-bys on on peaceful protesters who are just standing around. Um, yeah, and it's shown too that the mayors of certain cities have completely lost control, or or have shown that they actually have no power as mayor. Right. Um, like a case in point with Eric Garcetti, absolutely has failed himself. Has absolutely shown himself to be a tool of the policeman's union. Has no interest in doing anything. Uh, that will benefit the people of Los Angeles, only the the dev- land developers of Los Angeles. Uh, and so is the same with the city council. And it's and that's like where we kind of realize it's like, right, it's easy to always be like, yeah, Trump's so bad. Some half the time I'm like, man, look at how, look at all these Democrats in my own city who have absolutely just failed us. Yeah. One hundred percent. The mayors of America are more and more starting to I don't know why the, this is what is hitting my brain but every time they like give a speech on this they look like the mayor from a dark knight movie like they all just look like this like empty suit like worried like fake smiling coward yeah type anyways well that's how most politicians look because they're all you know they're they're all just they're agents of someone else's agenda that's all it is. Like, and there are very few politicians that are actually there to act out their own agenda, and they typically don't stay in office too long. I'm just saying, bro. The, Nolan called it. He's, if you think about it, everything Nolan said. <laughs> um, Pete Carroll is trending. Too little, too late. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, also, should be trending. Pete. Pete, what are you? What are you doing, buddy? He's chewing gum uh, vigorously. Is one thing he's doing. Uh, but what else is he doing? <laughs> He okay, so Pete Carroll, uh, you know, former SC coach. He could he coach the Seahawks still, right? Yeah, you know, he's basically said that you know there's a mistake was made. We all we all owe a lot to Colin Kaepernick. He was on the Ringers Flying Coach podcast. Said there was a moment in time that a young man captured, uh, that a young man captured. He took a stand on something, figuratively took a knee, but he stood up for something he believed in. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But didn't the Seahawks have a chance to sign Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, they gave him a tryout, and then we're like, nah. I think that's right. I, huh. If they didn't give him a tryout, there was reports that they had him in for an interview, uh, and then 
you know, that that was one of the rumors. I remember for a brief moment being like, oh, maybe Pete Carroll's all right. And then what? Nada. I mean, I know, I know like a lot of people were like, well, they had one of the best quarterbacks and they brought him in. That's not like a, that's not bad. But then they signed, like they brought Colin in and then signed some other dude I never heard because I remember the take was like, why did they just sign this other guy yeah. who is not as good as Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. And uh, whatever. The, the irony of the poisonous irony of the NFL was on full display the last couple of days too. Like the statements from Roger Goodell to like blackout tiles from... The fucking Washington Redskins. Yes. Oh my God. Redskins. Like, do they not realize if this is if we're gonna actually make things better, we're going to come for you. You're on you are on the list. Mm. We just but it's in order. So we'll get to you. But don't think that we move past this moment and we're able to still have franchises called the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Or Indians or Braves or whatever, like all of this stuff. Like it. You know, I, I I keep saying all of this has to build to a much larger reckoning for the United States, uh, because we haven't had like the full reckoning with the just the the true causes of all the things that are ailing us at the moment, especially Black people. Yeah, on tomorrow's episode, you make a good point that like point pointing to all the different examples, which is something I think I fall back on a lot. Uh, it's is just kind of frustrating at this point because it's all part of this overall thing it's it's all it's everywhere like why why are you pointing at individuals? it's not like oh we need more schools right yeah we need more money for that for schools in that part we need more money for this it would be great if people hired more it's like no 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 the 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 reasons why we have these problems that we're trying to address with money or hiring is because we're not actually addressing the mentality of white supremacy that is just so deeply entrenched in this country that it's the, white supremacy is like the Kaiser Soze of societal issues because it's convinced the world it doesn't exist right. or the devil, whatever Kevin Spacey says, you know, the greatest trick the devil played convinced the world doesn't exist. That's how people feel about white supremacy. Yeah. It's that it doesn't exist, but I'm hope the, I think the thing that we have to come out of this is pe- begin to arm yourself with understanding how these oppressive systems operate in the way that isn't just kneeling on a black man's neck till he dies. You know, it's, it expresses itself in a myriad of ways. And I think that's, those are the tools people need to begin to refine and sharpen because the people on, man, the local news, I, I was going to start talking about this on the show, but absolutely does not know how to represent the interests of people. It is so clear that the local news, obviously, I mean, we all know the media and all this works hand in hand, but in LA, my God, the inability of some of these white anchors to actually articulate what was happening in a nuanced way was, they, they didn't know what to do. They had the same vocab set from 1992. And they're like, oh, wow, this gentleman seems pretty angry about things. And I guess he's going to help himself to a new bicycle. That's the... That was like the commentary on what's going on. There's no talk about real police brutality. And that's, it was laughable. I've never been more aware of both like, you know, just the, the corporate underpinnings of all local media and local news, but also there is just this pervasive pro LAPD. Well, the guys are really overwhelmed. You see right there. I mean, I, 
the, the LAPD has been doing a great job so far today. Thank God they caught him. They, Thank God they caught them. And then Thank God they caught those people. But then they like cut to one of their uh, on-air people, and they're like, and you've got a great relationship with uh, police, and they've been telling you. You've got a number of really good sources. I was like, yeah, that's their number one relationship, like their number one boss that they get all their manna from heaven from is the police because they, you know, it's like the, if it bleeds, it leads mentality that like they all have. And so they're just, you know, in bed sucking the LAPD's dick, like, and taking every, so they're you know if they if they say a negative word about the LAPD like that hurts like their ability to get a story or something so it's all it's so yeah. pervasive oh, of course. it's it's pervasive in a systemic way but it's pervasive in a Trevor Noah had a really uh a thing that went viral that was just him talking about white supremacy and uh the the way that like cultural white supremacy like seeps into even how black people view each other as like a called mental colonialism. Yeah. And our minds have been colonized, not just our land or our body. Our minds have collectively been colonized. And that's why it takes this. That's why I keep talking about awareness. Yeah. It's like, if you're not aware, it's, you know, growing up American is like you, you grew up in a fucking like a muddy, like a mud pit. Yeah. And you get out and you don't realize you're covered in mud because everyone else is, but that's that's obscuring everything underneath. And we have to do a good job. Like all that shit that's on top is terrible messaging and education around slavery and the Civil War and the civil rights movement and white supremacy, the violence and genocide against indigenous people, the fact that this country is already uh it's on stolen land, the whole thing. So we don't even address so if we don't even address those, you can't, there's no way a child is going to grow up being like, I should be respectful. Oh, wow. Like, I get it. We kind of right. pulled up. It was a real fucked up time and this is how it worked. But I need to realize that now that I'm here and unfortunately everyone before me was doing a real good job of keeping people down. Maybe what I can do is at the very, I'm not saying I give up everything I have. What I'm saying is I fight so everyone can have what I have. That's what it is. He raised uh, it in and, the context of black on black crime and just like the fact that if everything you've ever seen tells you that black lives aren't worth as much as white lives, like you're that's going to get into your brain somehow. And that's also like white supremacy and like the way that it poisons, I think, white people's our minds. Like, the yeah. and then the inherent insecurity because you know it's not true like and yeah. there there's a lie at the core of your entire existence like that mm. Ooh, that is poison uh and that's yeah that affects everything it affects everything yeah that's why again when the news is not talking about white supremacy and being like, this is how white supremacy has entered this country. The thinking of the people in this country, everyone, we're not, it's not meaningful coverage to me. It's disingenuous and it's typically just used to delegitimize the actual outcries of people in the street. And I think that's just really cynical, but also I think that's why most people have to be able to arm themselves too, to understand what 
the vetted interest. The news isn't going to call itself out. Right. Are you kidding me? Right. None of these places are going to call themselves out because right. they're they're set up to feed each other. The police need the subject matter that reinforces the idea that black people are predatory and dangerous, so that can that can reinforce the mindset that that is in the mind of the people in the public who respond to black people in a visceral way where they are afraid whether it's the police shooting people and then they need and and the news needs that because that's a good story that people click in for because fear sells it's all like it's this and i guess the problem is this machine's like going so fast now like it's starting to come apart now like it you can only you can only do that run this stealth white supremacy for so long and i think a lot of people might not even be able to articulate it but are realizing holy shit like it's all because a group of powerful people don't want to have less. Yeah. You know, like why can't why can't trans people have any of their like uh, any kind of medical procedures they want covered under insurance? Because an insurance company has to pay more money. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Why can't we have a better any issue? You know what I mean? Any issue really boils down to it's just more money. It just need just solve it by hiring people and putting these support systems in place, but they cost money. However, that's not how any of these businesses are set up or any of these industries. So we get met with police in the street. Yeah. Really briefly, because fascism, Antifa are are trending. Uh, also, we touched on a little bit with Trump, but uh, I just wanted to read this tweet from Jose Pagulari that Cody Johnston retweeted. Defense lawyer source. Protesters arrested by NYPD are being pulled aside by FBI at precincts and asked about anti-fascist sentiments or connections to Antifa. So anti-fascist sentiments are now a sign that you are an it's enemy of the state. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's where that's where we're at. It's it's fucking scary. All it takes is for the government to reach a tipping point of people who are who are willing to act all of this out for it to fully be a wrap. Because it's like it's creeping. But there's still some people who like drag their feet. I know there's like reports that, uh, you know, the FBI wasn't able to find any evidence of any kind of like uh, Antifa coordinated violence or whatever that the president was talking about. So this almost seems like this feels like a thing where some guys goes like, I don't know, just go and fucking ask if they're anti. They're like, but that doesn't that's not what how it works. And they're like, just fucking go, dude. He's he's shitting himself in a bunker. But. Not to say that this isn't dangerous because that is so dangerous saying, hey, are you, it's like, essentially it's boiling down to, hey, are you not, are you a Trump supporter or are you not a Trump supporter? Right. But even like focusing on the fascist side of it, like. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's what I mean. But uh, this is all boiling down to just people who are, have the, the decency to actually be like fascism is bad is now being like. Okay, well, well you might get a, a knock on your you door from the FBI. Like, might go to jail like that. I mean, that's that's it. Like that that seems to me to be the point at which, like, as, unless people are willing to stop it from within, like that, the fact that those are their marching orders is to track down the people who are opposing fascism it suggests to me that we are already headed. We are already uh, in a fascist state, if not. Um, well, look, if, if they're the rubric they're using to determine is just like people answering and <laughs> right. affirmative to a question, uh, then just that's go true. ahead and we'll call ourselves Profa. Right. Profa. That's... Call, 
call anything say uh there's the the fucking the league of lightning <laughs> lol i don't know like what it doesn't it's just so stupid but again yes it is so dangerous because they're trying to identify like a a certain mentality or people's uh like empathy levels for being someone who is going to be an aggressor uh and threat to the state's control yeah yeah bottom line is trump doesn't know how to de-escalate so Right. I think it's really important for all people to be aware that the whole thing is going to be, he's trying to break up any, it's frightening for him to see thousands of like white people show up for a black death. That's frightening for someone like Donald Trump. Oh my God. It's frightening. It's already, he's already frightened that black people are getting organized, but to also see that he's like, that is frightening. And I don't see, I don't see a way that he goes, Oh, okay. Whoa. I guess we're all waking up, huh? All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's let's get rid of some of this immunity that cops have uh, and allow people to actually sue uh, police officers that uh, brutalize them. I, I, I don't. I, it's just going to be more of this weird back and forth. But you know, Ice Cube had a very interesting tweet. He was just like, you know what? Stay indoors then, uh, like when the when the curfew's up, and just protest every damn day. You know, because these all these cops are on like twenty four, like they're all working seven days a week now. Everyone is on call, right? So eventually, you might wear the police out by showing up every day and forcing them to just stand there and just get cooked in the sun. Uh, that they're gonna eventually be like, "What is this?" I mean, I think the bottom line is you can't let this flame die out because this is a a lot of people. I think, especially activists and anyone who is hoping for a better tomorrow, sees some glimmer of hope in a moment like this to try and take this place, take this to something new and different and improved. But if we get a bunch of this stuff in the news, being like, "Oh, these looters are ruining," that's not what that's about. Like, yeah. just, let's just stay focused on the prize. We're we're all going to. We all need to move together to 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 actually address uh, this problem in the country. A lot of people are pointing out that Trump's lost. You know. Like those uh, white supremacist women from Fox News, uh, like he he's lost the support of, I think Laura Ingram criticized him. Maybe what's the other woman who used yeah. to be a bigger deal? Who's real anti- Kennedy? Uh, Kennedy. Uh, uh, <laughs> Megan uh, Kelly. Uh, no, the the one who uh, uh, very Judge Janine, very thin, blonde, straight hair. Um, shit, isn't that? A- this is like a weird game where it's like Fox News anchor <laughs> right, bingo, Fox like the, News like guess who with Fox. I don't the, think she was the blonde ever, woman. I don't with think the she was ever a Fox News anchor. She's like a super right wing pundit. What are you saying? Anna? Oh, Tommy Lahren? No, no, not Tommy Lauren. Anyways, but like people acting like he's going to lose his support, like need to read the article about how Q is the new religion, like the fastest growing religion. Like he has a death cult behind him. He has like around 40% uh, support still, despite, you know, all evidence that he is completely incompetent. Like he, it doesn't matter if he loses those people at the top. He has a cult. Yeah. Um, well, that's why everybody, uh, I mean, obviously the obviously vote, but there's so much more, uh, that can be done actively. Yeah. It's not. It's just not going to be enough there. Like it's going to first of all vote every person out who doesn't support a, an agenda for racial justice. Like and can't articulate that uh, because I think for me and I think a lot of other uh, black voters who support Democrats, 
we're also having to look ahead and be like, this has also gone on because the Democratic Party is unwilling to take our demand seriously and our pleas seriously. So, you know, this is this isn't a right or left problem. This is a everybody problem. All right. Well, uh, that's probably our longest trending episode, but there's a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. That's going to do it for this afternoon. Uh, we hope you guys are staying safe. Be good to each other. Don't do nothing. Uh, and wash your hands. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the podcast. We'll talk to you then.